Hey guys, welcome back to episode 39 of the All Things Strength and Wellness podcast. What I want to talk about today is program design and periodization. So this actually may be a bit of a long podcast today and I may have to split this podcast up into two or three parts depending on how long I go. Um, but I've been talking to a lot of people lately about program design and periodization so it's kind of sparked my interest in doing a podcast about program design and periodization. So we'll start with program design. You know, Program design is essentially how you structure a session and to be honest, I think among a lot of coaches and particularly a lot of top coaches, um, you know, we 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 generally organize the session the same. I mean, you're basically looking at some type of warm up, some type of power development block using utilizing jumps, um, whether they be explosive jumps or elastic reactive type jumps, then some sort of medicine ball throws, uh, then obviously some sort of speed development, whether that's linear acceleration or absolute speed or multi directional speed. Then you're probably going to the weight room and do some Olympic lifts if Olympic lifts are in your coaching philosophy. Then some strength development work. And then depending on the facility, the logistics, the athletes you work with, time of year, etc., you may do some additional energy system development work. And bear and let's take in mind too that everything we do throughout a session is energy system energy system development work. Everything we do throughout life is utilizing one of the energy systems of the human body. So we can't separate what we're doing at the end of a session from what has preceded it. So, you know. Your everything you've done there, your your corrective work at the start, your warm up, your your jumps, your throws, your speed work, your Olympic lifts if you did them, your strength work. That that's all energy system development work as well. And I think people listening to this know that. So how I structure a session is generally some sort of function movement screen corrective, then um, some sort of dynamic warm up, and depending on what we're doing that day, that will dictate the warm up. So if it's a linear acceleration day, uh, the warm is going to be you know linear based and, and dictated towards acceleration if it's a multi-directional speed day the, the warm-up will be a multi-directional warm-up and if it's an absolute speed day it'll be another linear type warm-up but it'll have a little more emphasis towards absolute speed um qualities then again with regards to the jumps and plyometrics again it'll depend on what we're emphasizing that day uh, explosive jumps are more so things like non-counter and counter movement jumps that increase things like starting strength and, and explosive strength that correlates over to kind of that transition in, in a linear sprint uh, so like non-counter counter movement jumps on a box rover hurdle whereas elastic type jumps are more your true truer type plyometrics like double contact or double contact continuous continuous and things like depth jumps and stuff like that um, and of course, obviously, you know, on linear days, we're going straight ahead with that stuff. And multi-directional days, we're doing um, medial lateral type stuff. Explosive uh, medicine ball throws. Um, so again, if it's acceleration, emphasis day, you may do more sort of counter, non-counter movement type throws. With some more elastic type medicine ball throws, you may do similar throws to the non-counter and counter medicine ball throws. But you may do things like a jump or two into the throw or like a lead up run into the throw. So you're get, just adding a little more of an elastic emphasis to the throw. And if it's a multi-directional day, you may do some more like rotational throw progressions or variations. Then in regards to your speed development, if it's an acceleration day... You'll, you'll do some acceleration type drills and, and then some acceleration work. If it's a multi-directional speed day, you'll do some multi-directional uh, drills. And if it's an absolute speed day, you'll do some absolute speed drills and runs. Then you have your Olympic lifts. Um, that's if they're in your program once you hit the weight room. Um, and then you have your strength work. And then obviously there may be some more specific energy system development if it's required at the end. So that's one way of structuring a program. And that's one of the ways that I generally structure a program. Um, usually I do structure like a linear multi-directional linear on a three day um, 
and it's only actually since I did Ali's performance last year that I've been kind of given a little more attention and focus to actually absolute speed qualities as well. Like usually I used to just kind of do an acceler linear acceleration day, multi-directional day, linear acceleration day, and that was kind of how I focused in. Now you could do the MBSC model that they kind of go linear, multi-directional, linear, week two, multi-directional, linear, multi-directional, and so on. Now MBSC only do three weeks, but if you're doing a four-week uh, model with regards to a specific program, you'd be getting, you'd be getting six linear sessions to six multi-directional sessions in that but in MBSC because the space really isn't there through absolute speed work they kind of just keep doing acceleration work with their multi or with their linear work but if you have the space you may do day one might be an acceleration focus day two multi-directional and day three might be absolute speed so that's one way of scheduling it out um, then regards to sort of the program design uh, or not sorry not the program design regards to sort of the periodization or the program management essentially I just have eight templates and they are beginner Work capacity, body composition, hypertrophy, maximum strength, explosive strength, elastograph strength, linear speed, and multi-directional speed. They're essentially the eight templates that I have. So if you go back to the episode I did two episodes ago on the athletic development hierarchy, I spoke about uh, objective markers about every single quality and biomotor quality on that uh, athletic development hierarchy that we would um, that we would get through our performance testing or athletic profiling, and then based off that, that would help us design the athlete's immediate program for the next uh, couple of blocks of training um, or maybe even a few blocks depending on how long their off season is. So just go back to the leg development market, I'd encourage you to listen to, to the, ep to the, to the uh, episode, I think it was episode 37 if I'm correct. Yeah, episode 37. So that's two episodes ago where I spoke about the athletic development hierarchy that I adapted from Alvin Mill. So essentially, this is the athletic development hierarchy I have it here in front of me. So it's a pyramid. And at the base of the pyramid, we have nutrition, supplementation, lifestyle, circadian rhythms, mental, emotion, spiritual well-being. If you want to call it psychology, you can. Then we have movement quality as we go up the hierarchy. Then we have work capacity, body composition if needed, hypertrophy if needed, maximum strength, explosive strength, elastic reactive strength, and speed and multi-directional speed. And the basic premise of this hierarchy is this. All of the preceding qualities need to be optimally developed to support the succeeding qualities higher up in the hierarchy. That's essentially what the athletic development hierarchy is. Okay, so let's say you have an athlete, just for the sake of this discussion, let's say you have a very well-trained athlete. Um, so let's say his nutrition supplementation is dialed in, his sleep and circadian rhythms are dialed in, and his mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being is dialed in. So psychologically, he's, he's in a very good place. He's a great outlook in life. So all that's taken care of. Moving quality-wise, let's say he's co a comf he's comfortable tools and everything on the FMS. So we just got to make sure that we maintain that um, movement quality. Work capacity-wise, though, he's not as good as he could be. He, he was 9.20 on the yo-yo test. His rest and heart rate averaged out to 63 over 7 mornings. And his one-minute rest and heart rate after the yo-yo test wasn't exactly where he wanted to be. Um, his body composition is great. He's in 8 or 10%. This guy now is a real mesomorphic guy. Um, you know, he's, he's uh, very, very athletic. Uh, Hypertrophy-wise, this guy is six foot one, ninety-four kg of solid muscle. Is said only eight to ten percent of body fat. And this is a very top-level um, athlete. Really, really looks after himself. We'll just say he's a Gaelic footballer by now. There wouldn't be a lot of Gaelic footballers like this. I'm kind of making this guy up as I go along, but just for just for the sake of of uh, demonstrating why this hierarchy is so important. Maximum strength, this guy is a beast in the gym, he can trap our deadlift almost two and a half times body weight, squat two times body weight, bench one and a half times body weight, 
and do a supernated chin for two reps with 40% of his body weight. His explosive strength is great. Vert can counter vertical jump 20 counter moving vertical jump 28 inches. His his non counter moving vertical jump is is only two three inches behind that. Um, the guy can power snatch his body weight almost uh, power clean one and a half times his body weight. So you know his maximum strength levels and explosive strength levels are off the charts. But then his strength, his relative strength index, or his four jump tests on on the just jump, or his depth drop into a vertical jump, uh, which are all indicators of his elastic reactive strength capabilities, isn't quite as well trained as we'd like it to be. So there's a second thing now that we're noticing. So his work capacity is a little below power, and his elastic reactive strength is another area that that needs to be um, brought up to to. Uh, or just trained to a, to a slightly higher level. Um, then we go into his linear uh, speed, so acceleration-wise, he's an absolute beast. He eats up everyone over the first 10 to 15 meters, but when he gets into kind of upright running, absolute speed, max velocity type area, he's not as fast as he could be. You know, he, he could be uh, he could be a little bit faster. So his acceleration is great. His absolute speed needs a little bit of work again. That probably go back to if we improved his elastic reactive strength. And then his multi-directional speed is pretty decent. It's not bad. It's not great. It's not terrible. It's kind of you know it's fair. Um, so the fact you think that this guy is super strong and very very fast acceleration, you'd be thinking that if you actually improved his elastic reactive strength, his absolute speed qualities, that his multi-directional speed would improve. But because work capacity comes before elastic reactive strength um, qualities and absolute speed qualities on the hierarchy. Um, this guy is going to uh, this this athlete's primary emphasis in his initial block of training will be work capacity. So we say we have this athlete for eight weeks of an off season. We have uh, block A, block B, both are four weeks long. Block A, the primary emphasis will be work capacity, while the secondary emphasis will be introductory loads of elastic reactive strength and absolute speed work. So block A might look like something like uh, let me pick this up here now. So work capacity is our emphasis in this block A. Well, as I said, the secondary type of emphasis is just these introductory loads of elastic reactive strength capabilities. So I'll say this guy is with us five days a week for both block A and block B. We'll, we'll utilize Charlie Francis' high-low system. So uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday will be our high days. Tuesday, Thursday will be our low days where he's doing his aerobic development, restoration type work, tempo runs, tempo med ball stuff. Can be typed in on those days. And this guy is going to need that type of stuff because of, of that uh, lacking aerobic development showing up. Um, in the in the uh, showing up as as poor work capacity showing up in those aerobic aerobic test protocols, the yo-yo intermittent recovery test level two, which I said we got nine twenty on his rest and heart rate over the week was only you know averaged out to be sixty three, which isn't terrible, but we like to be a bit lower, particularly for an elastic rugby sport. And then his one minute rest and heart rate wasn't quite where we wanted it to be. So again, this first block we're mainly just wanting to develop that aerobic system. So we'll say Monday, day one, uh, he'll come in, he'll focus on some sort of axe straight leg raise and maybe shoulder mobility corrective, because again he's two twos and everything, so we just want to maintain uh, that symmetrical twos, 14 and 21, so we'll, 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 by the hierarchy of FMS we'll focus in on that axe straight leg raise and shoulder mobility, if we can try and bump those up to three, that would be even great. Uh, day one will be a linear focus, um, what we'll do on that day, maybe just one set of four 40 meter sprints. Um, where we might tell them, you know, go hard for the first 20, maybe just maintain the last 20. Remember, keep in mind that work capacity is our emphasis here, but we're just doing introductory lows with regards to elastic reactive work and absolute speed work when we go into block B. 
So after his his uh, linear dynamic warm up, which will have some drills based around it for absolute speed stuff as well, we'll go into our plyos and our med ball throws. And his plyos will be fairly lowish volume. Maybe just uh, day one here will be some linear hurdle hops, double contact continuous, one set of ten. Then he'll do another set, one set of ten, linear hurdle hops continuous. So very you know very much working on elastic type qualities. Then his his uh, medicine ball throws could be a. Uh, first set will be just counter movement throw for five, and the next set could be like a jump into a throw for five. Um, so that the, the when you do a medicine ball with a kind of a jump into it, or if you step off a box into a med ball throw, um, you're adding a little more uh, elastic component into it. And then finally, he'd move on to maybe those 40 meter sprints, just like one set of four reps where he's going hard for 20 25 meters and just maintain it for the last 15 to, to 20 to 20 meters. And he's getting maximum rest in between those. With the medicine ball throws, you could uh, you could do um, horizontal chest throws, counter move, and then do a horizontal chest throw with a jump into it. Then for the more elastic type throw, or you could even do sort of a chest throw where you're just counter moving and throwing the ball straight up into the air. So it's kind of a more vertical force production, and again that would kind of maybe carry a little more over to um, absolute speed. Particularly then when you do the elastic type throw, where you jump into it and then throw it straight up. So you're adding that bit more of elastic component to it. Um, then in the gym on day one, again this guy as we said he's great explosive strength, you know, great maximum strength level. So he only needs very small maintenance loads of those qualities. So basically his A lift will be his Olympic lift. He'll do a power snatch that day, three sets of three. Then his strength lift, his B lift, will be some sort of deadlift squat variation, three sets of three. Then he'll go into three ten-minute circuits on week one, um, really focusing on that aerobic capacity. And over the four-week period, so week two, he'll bump the, the, the circuits up to 12 and a half minutes, and week three, he'll bump it up to 15 minutes, and then week four, we can deload. So it's essentially kind of like an escalating density block, but it's not true escalating density training where you're going balls to walls and it's very metabolic. This is more like he's going to go with a 15 RM or more load, and he's just going to keep going five reps on that exercise paired up with another exercise as well, and just keep going five reps, five reps for the, for the time period allotted. So again, week one, he'll do three 10-minute circuits. Sorry, week one, he'll do two 10-minute two circuits, Week three, he'll do two 12 and a half minute circuits. And, and uh, sorry, let me start that again. Week one, he'll do two 10 minute circuits. Week two, he'll do two 12 and a half minute circuits. And week three, he'll do two 15 minute circuits. But he'll also finish each session off with some explosive repeats. And I'll give the times for that in a second when I pick up the slide here in front of me. But uh, he's essentially going to do trap bar deadlift paired up with log press. And he'll just do five reps on each. And the first one's at C1, C2. He'll just go for 10 minutes. Five reps in each, back and forth. He should be able to complete five reps, no problem. And that he should be able to talk to you. He should just have a light sweat going on his brow. Again, this is just very, very basic aerobic development stuff. It's not really heavy metabolic demand of stuff that you use for body composition goals. We're just trying to get this fella, this particular athlete's a general aerobic capacity up uh, and aerobic development up. Um, then the next circuit, out, he'll rest three minutes once he completes that ten minutes. Then the next circuit, he might do a reverse lunge variation with some TRX rows again. Five reps on each, just keep going five, five, back and forth for ten minutes. And then he'll finish off with some explosive repeats where he'll go six rounds, ten on, fifty off for um, so six rounds, ten on, fifty off. That'll be week one, and then we'll go down by ten seconds period each week so he'll do 10.50 on week 1 10.40 week 2 10.30 on week 3 and then he will deload week 4 so I just want to pick up that where is that let me see here now. 
Just give me one second. Yeah, so an example will be he might do then a 12 minute circuit of squat jumps with some rope slams. The first week will be 12 minutes long, six rounds, 10 seconds on, 50 seconds off. Next week is only 10 minutes long because he's doing 10.40 for six rounds and then the last third week will only be eight minutes long. 10 seconds on 30 off but it's always six rounds it's just the, the rest period in between the reps is decreasing every week so he's going from 10 50 week one 10 40 week two 10 30 on week three and then week four he could deload down to maybe five rounds at 10 30. then day two he'll do tempo runs so with week one he'll start off with 20 100 tempo runs Week 2, 22, and week 3, 24. So he's doing 2K on week 1, 2,200 meters, 2.2K uh, 2 on week 2, and then 2.4K, 2,400 meters then on week 3. Now, with work capacity, you could decide to deload week 4, um, but it's not a necessity with work capacity blocks because the intensity isn't that much on the, on the central nervous system. It's Work capacity blocks are more so medium, low to medium intensity with regards to kind of the, the, the load or stress you put on the nervous system. And it's uh, it's more sort of volume that you're trying to get into to elect those aerobic um, aerobic adaptations that you're looking to get in a work capacity block. Day three then will be the multi-directional day. So again, he'll warm up. He'll do his FMS. You know, again, look after actual leg weight, shoulder mobility, a multi-directional warm up. Um, then he'll go into his plyos. They'll usually be double contact, continuous. Uh, one set of 10 each way lateral medial. Then he'll do one set continuous to 10 each or five each leg. Sorry, it'll be one set of five lateral medial double contact continuous and then one set of five lateral medial just continuous there are hops so i'll just uh, let me let me state that again so that just so everyone's understand that the plyos will be uh, one set of five double contact continuous lateral medial hurdle hops and then the next one will be uh, continuous lateral medial hurdle hops one set of five each leg then he'll do some um standard rotational throws maybe just do one set of five uh, counter movement and then one set of ten uh, elastic where you're just it's continuous and then he'll just go into some sort of uh, shuffle crossover and directional step and um, drills you know depending on where this athlete's at you know uh, so again this athlete's pretty well uh, it's a pretty well trained athlete so you know he might just do a you know uh, a shuffle exercise where it's kind of half planned but it could be cued so he, he, you might say to him right you're shuffling from this cone to this cone but you have to go on my cue so it could have a bit of reactivity put into it um, but usually in the block A it's more general type stuff so you could be just it could be just a planned shuffle a planned crossover drill a planned directional step or cutting drill and then we get into block B block B will make that a little more reactive um, then his day two in the gym he'll do a power clean as his A lift three sets of three bench press as his upper body strength lift three sets of three, then he'll go into his two circuits again, just like on day one. Um, again, about 15 RM week one, he'll do 10 minutes on uh, 10 minutes for two different circuits, 12 and a half for two different circuits, and then 15 minutes for two different circuits, and then of course he'll finish off with his explosive repeats. Then once again, uh, week week four I have here on this particular template, I'm looking at as a D load, I brought him down to eight minutes, and he just does five reps in each. But the circuit here on day two, so C1 and C2 is a split squat variation with a dumbbell row. So again, just five reps on each, and he just keeps going for 10 minutes, takes a three-minute break. This is week one now. Then he do, his next circuit is D1, D2, kettlebell swing with a, a flat dumbbell press. Again, just five reps each for 10 minutes. And as I said, that goes up by two and a half minutes then each week. Then he finishes off with his explosive repeats. So again, the, in, in this instance, it might be... Um, so we pull that up one more time. 
kettlebell swings with overhead med ball slams, 12 minutes long, it's six rounds of 10 seconds off, 50 seconds off for week one. And again, that decreases by 10 seconds then each week. So week two, it's 10 minutes total, six rounds of 10, 40, 10 on, 40 seconds off. And then week three, eight minutes long, six, still six rounds, 10 seconds on, 30 seconds off. And then week four, again, if you were to deload it, you might get on six minutes, five rounds, um, 10 seconds on, 30 seconds off. And then uh, his day four, so the Thursday, he's just doing tempo runs again, and I went through the volumes of that. So again, week one is 2100s, week two, 2200s, and week three, 2400s. Then you could deload that down to maybe um, 16 or so tempo runs on week four if you were going to deload. Again, you don't necessarily have to deload on a, wor on a work capacity uh, blocker training. Day three, then, his... Um, he will do again warm up. It's going to be a linear emphasis day. We'll do some more maybe flying twenties or thirties again because we were just kind of getting more introductory loads into elastic extra strength and absolute speed work. So this day now it's kind of like day one except instead of doing uh, jumps. So again it's going to be you know he'll do his corrective work. He'll do a linear sort of base warm up with some drills in there for absolute speed and elastic reactive type stuff. His hops then are going to be linear hops, one set of ten, double contact continuous. Then he'll do one set of ten continuous. Uh, obviously right leg and left leg then he'll pair up with some med ball throws similar enough to the last day he might do a counter movement overhead backwards throw and then a counter movement overhead backward throw uh, sorry then he'll do a, a double contact overhead backward throw where, where he's introducing a little more elastic sort of strength into it and then uh, he'll go into maybe just one set of three flying 30s so that's where you kind of jog into it and go hard for 30 and jog a bit and again the volume is so low because again the, the, the emphasis here is just work capacity we're just putting in some introductory loads to get him ready to do that type of work for more volume in block B. So his gym program then on day three goes in, he'll do a Hanks, a power snatch 3-3, three, three, a heavy chin up variation for 3-3 three, three, and then his first circuit for 10 minutes on week one is just a Romanian deadlift with a push up variation, five reps each, three minute rest, his next one then D1, D2, some sort of squat variation, could be just you know a light back squat variation with a TRX row, five reps each for 10 minutes and again it goes up 12 and a half on week two and, uh, and then 15 minutes for the two circuits on week three. And then it'll finish off with explosive repeats again. So it'll be 10.50, as I said, on week one, 10.40 10, 10 on week two, and 10.30 on week three, and it's always six rounds. Um, so an example of explosive repeats, as I said, would be like things like a bodyweight squat jump, really hard for 10 seconds, rest 50 seconds, then do rope slams for 10 seconds, really, really hard, rest for 50 seconds, do that for six total rounds. That would be, that would be an example of, of week one. And then another example could be a kettlebell swing, real hard for 10, rest for 50, paired up then with a med ball slam, real hard for 10, rest for 50, and then that would be example of week one, and you just take away 10 seconds of that rest period every week. So you do that for four weeks, and then block B then will be an emphasis on that sort of elastic reactive strength and his absolute speed. So essentially what is really going to happen here is uh, he's going to spend very, very little time in the gym and a lot more time you know on his plyometrics his med ball throws and his speed work so essentially you know he's still gonna so he's it's still gonna be a five day program he's still gonna do tempo work on tuesday thursday the volumes will be a little bit lower with the tempo work so he may go down maybe to more like a 14 16 18 progression so maybe do 1400 meters in week one 1600 meter total in week two and then 1800 meters total in week three and you may deload that back down to maybe just a thousand meters or 1200 meters in week four um is I'm just gonna pull up an elastic template here. Come on. Where am I? Just 
just as a PowerPoint in front of me here. Just want to get this warm up. Yeah, so uh, day one will be linear emphasis. We, we will do 40. It's very similar to the last one, just as extra volume now. So after his, his dynamic warm up, so again, he'll come in, do his FMS, actuate leg raise, shoulder mobility, just making sure he's maintaining those, maintaining at least you know 14 or 21, and just working on those two because they come in the hierarchy. Then he will um, do his dynamic linear warm up. Of course, there'll be some drills in there, emphasizing some elastic type stuff. You know, he could be really focusing on heel recovery uh, for him. It might be just more sort of um, leg exchange stuff or more elastic type stuff. So he's not leaking too much energy, depending on what you're seeing with this athlete when he's in those absolute speed, uh, sort of, um, when he's upright running and doing absolute speed, you know, you might see different things with different athletes, so you may need to emphasize different type drills, so they'll be typed into that kind of dynamic warm berry. His plyometrics then, day one will be uh, about four sets, uh, so linear, continuous linear hurdle jumps, four sets to ten, or you could do... Um, one set of double contact continuous little hurdle, hurdle jumps so you might do double contact continuous linear hurdle jumps first one set of 10 and then do continuous linear hurdle jumps three sets of 10 pair those up then with uh, med ball throws so again you might just do a counter movement um counter movement uh, chest throw straight up to the sky for a set of five and then the next the next three sets uh could be just the uh, a, a jump into a uh a jump into a medicine ball throw strip so you're adding that little more elastic activity into that medicine ball throw three sets of five and then when he gets into his speed work he'll just do 40 meter accelerations uh, two sets of four to five repetitions full recovery in between each repetition full recovery between sets so with regards to recovery you're looking at at least at, at the very minimum four minutes between a rep and about you know eight minutes between a set uh, then his work in the gym is going to be very very low volume stuff he's literally just going to go into the gym and he'll come in his A list will be a power snatch maybe you know three sets of three again uh, then he might do a trap bar deadlift with chains on it so for some accommodating resistance paired up with some um, dumbbell squat jumps for three sets of five or three sets of eight reps and then he'll just finish off some assistance work like a dumbbell press and a dumbbell row for two sets of anywhere five to ten repetitions and that would be literally all he does in the gym that's literally just 20 minutes of work in the gym day two i say to go and do some tempo runs you know week one he might just do around four uh 1400 meters of tempo runs then day three this is multi-directional speed day so he, he starts off with his fmf corrective type stuff multi-directional warm-up then he'll go into um four sets of five continuous lateral medial hurdle hops now again you could do one set double contact continuous lateral medial hurdle hops for a set of five and then do three sets of continuous lateral medial hurdle hops then he'll pair that up with three to four sets of a continuous standing rotational throw so very elastic type stuff and then he'll go into again some sort of shuffle crossover and directional step or cutting type uh, exercises and again you can make these more random uh, so you might be giving him more of a cue now, you know, so you, again, instead of having these planned, they're more random, there's more options involved, so you, ha you know, it's just there, there's a, a lot more reactivity involved in it as well, and uh, with regards to the linear speed stuff, <clears throat> I always allow for full efforts and full uh, rest, so you know, absolute recovery when I'm doing any sort of acceleration or absolute speed work, with the multi-directional stuff, I actually never really say multi-directional speed, I usually say multi-directional drills or multi-directional speed drills, because with this we've got so much to cover on these days with regards to you know shuffling and cutting that uh, and crossover 
that I kind of do these more in a sort of a lactic capacity type setup where we're just kind of you know we're going through the drill so even though like you're, you're going as fast as you can the fact that you're not getting full recovery means you're not actually you know going you're not actually giving as much amount of effort as possible so it's more so just multi-directional drills that we're doing on that day whereas on the linear days whether it's acceleration or absolute speed I'm going to do full efforts and full recovery then in the gym that day on day three he'll come in and he'll just do a power clean three sets of three a bench press with chains three sets of three that accommodate resistance and a supine med ball chest pass three sets of five real sharp and elastic then he might do a chin up or pull up variation paired up with some sort of uh, single leg exercise like a split squat or a reverse lunge or something for just two sets of five um, and that would be it now he would finish off with maybe some core work as well at the end of that but he's literally only spending about 20 minutes in the gym like the majority of his work is out you know is in that in it with his plyos his med rows and, and his speed work and that will be taking up a good hour to hour and, and 10 minutes so he still only spent about 90 minutes altogether in block a he was spending about 90 minutes he was spending about 30 minutes with regards to like his corrected stuff warm-up low volume plyos med throw and speed work and then he spent about 60 minutes in the gym on the monday wednesday friday and then doing his tempo work then on the tuesday thursdays so Thursday then would be the same. He's going to tempo runs on that day. Uh, again, 14100s on week one, 6100s week two, 8100s in week three. And again, you could deload that then on week four if you wanted to, maybe down to 10100s or 12100s. Then on the day five, we'll do flying fly fly in 30s then that day, like we did in block A, but just more volume in general. So again, go in, do his corrective work actually leg race, shoulder mobility, dynamic warm-up, do his drills that he needs to do if it's heel recovery stuff or if it's ankling or if it's straight leg stuff or whatever sort of elastic type drills we feel that this particular athlete needs. Then he'll go into uh, either four sets of 10 continuous linear hurdle hops or he might do double contact continuous linear hurdle hops one set of 10 and then he might do continuous linear hurdle hops three sets of 10 paired up with some sort of med ball throw similar to the last day we'll do one set of a counter movement so maybe a counter movement backwards overhead throw and then three set and that's for one set of five and then he'll go into kind of a, a double contact uh, overhead backwards throw for three sets of five and then a bit more of that elastic opponent and then we might go into some flying 30s where he kind of jogs in 20 meters goes as hard as he can then for 30 and then it kind of comes out of it and we might just do two sets of four of that again with full recovery so again you'd be looking again at you know roughly at least about four minutes if not more recovery between reps and a good eight minutes between sets could be even more recovery than that like there there'd be bare bare minimums and then his gym work that day will be very very low volume literally just going in it'll be power snatch again then he'll do it for three sets of three chin up three sets of three paired up with a mail ball slam three sets of eight and then he'll just finish off with an overhead press variation and then some sort of hip dominant lift like a single leg deadlift variation or something along that, those lines for two sets of five to ten repetitions so wherever you want to you know so you could say two sets of six to eight you could say two sets of eight to ten you could say two sets of five to seven you know just in around that two sets of five to ten repetitions and you might finish off with some core work and that would pretty much be the end of block B and that would be your eight weeks and then he's four weeks then before pre-season where he goes back to his team training and again usually those four weeks you know kind of have a heavy emphasis sort of on sort of sprint repeatability a lactic capacity type stuff which this guy will actually need again because his aerobic development was one of his um, weaker areas but then we'd retest the end of those eight weeks see where the rest and heart rate is see where the yo-yo intermittent recovery test is where the rest and heart rate is and where the one minute rest and heart rate is after the completed tests you know he's done a whole four weeks of aerobic development he's done tempo running for all of the eight week programming 
and uh, also then reads then also of course we retest nearly er we re retest everything um, to know more about that look at the, the listen back to two episodes ago on what I did on the uh, elective empiarchy because I spoke about tests in, in that episode as well um, and anything else so then obviously we'd be hoping that his you know his um, relative strength index his four jump tests his depth drop into a vertical jump whatever has you know has got up to a sufficient level where you're like right this guy's elastic reactive strength now is, is pretty decent and then also hopefully that his absolute speed so you know his his 20 to 40 meters on out you know has has improved his you know so obviously his 40 meter time would have dropped so again this guy was a beast from like 0 to 10 0 to 15 maybe even up to 20 but once he kind of got out past 20 meters you know he just wasn't as as fast or as elastic as some other guys because um, again his elastic reactive strength and his absolute speed were his kind of lacking qualities along with his work capacity so work capacity was the emphasis in in block a uh, with the secondary emphasis in block A being you know elastic reactive strength and some absolute speed work, and then uh, block B then was very much a heavy emphasis on elastic reactive strength and absolute speed, and then also we were saying his multi-directional speed too wasn't great, but you're feeling that this guy right, he you, you may wanna you know ch you know because the fact that his FMS wasn't brilliant, well you know fourteen it comes to fourteen or twenty one is is rare like in a lot of GA athletes anyway, but you know you just maybe want to double check things like you know how is the ankle mobility. Um, because if he's twos, you know there could there still could be an ankle issue there. So just regards to multi-directional speed, you want to clear maybe you know just some movement quality stuff, and then you'd be thinking too right that this guy is so strong, so explosive, and you know his acceleration so good that regards then to his multi-directional speed that if you've got his elastic reactive strength qualities up, that that will transfer over to his multi-directional speed, and they might have been the lacking qualities in his multi-directional speed. And then also keeping in consideration that there could be a movement quality issue there, like maybe just sort of like a stiff ankle or a stiff hip as well. Uh, that could have been lacking his, his multi-directional speed. And if all those things were up to par, like movement quality and all strength qualities, then you'd be thinking it could be a technical issue. But to be honest, that would be rare most athletes that you're going to train because most of them you know, are definitely lacking on at least some of the qualities on the elite development hierarchy, whether, again, it's max strength, explosive strength, last reactive strength. And then obviously we get up to the linear speed, uh, acceleration absolute and then with directional speed and of course we know that most athletes are definitely lacking in movement quality too and that comes even before all of those qualities so that's just an example of the elect development hierarchy and why it's very important to, to understand what qualities need to precede certain other qualities um, on that hierarchy so again that was an example of an athlete who is extremely extremely well trained but is only lacking lacking qualities were his work capacity his elastic reactive strength and then because his elastic, elastic reactive strength was lacking you know he, he was struggling a little bit with absolute speed um, in ratio to his acceleration and the reason again why we, we focus on work capacity first because one work capacity comes before elastic reactive strength qualities on the elite development hierarchy and the reason for that is you need to have a well developed aerobic system uh, to be able to recover from uh, training sessions of a very very high intensity on the body and on the central nervous system so if he, if he didn't have a very good uh, level of work capacity he wouldn't be able to recover from these uh, high intensity sessions, the the risk of injury goes up, the risk of, of uh, a compromised immune system goes up. So, you know, this is why it's very, very important to have very, very good levels of work capacity. Even for someone who's an extremely explosive athlete like this made up athlete that I'm just talking about. So, uh, I hope that made some sense. And then over the next couple of episodes, what I will do is um, I'll get into more sort of pro program design. Um, and templates of the specific uh, 
uh, programs I talked about. So again, I've got eight templates, beginner, work capacity, body composition, hypertrophy, maximum strength, explosive strength, elastic strength, and finally, we have our speed, multi-directional speed programs, and they can also be broken into acceleration, uh, emphasis, absolute speed emphasis, and then actually multi-directional speed emphasis. So we'll get into some more of the program designs uh, with regards to that in future podcasts. But I hope that made some sense today. Um, this took one or two goals actually because I was doing them and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm making any sense here. I'm rambling on. So I hope that made some sense. I had to go away and just kind of think about it in my own mind, making sure people could understand. If, if there was anything there you didn't understand, just let me know and I'll try and clarify it, okay? All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening and stay strong.